Welcome to 5.5, the show where we watch 5.5 rated movies from IMDb and visit the side streets of Hollywood so we can give you reviews of hidden gems or terrible movies you should stay away from. So ready your popcorn, lean back and enjoy the show. You're listening to 5.5. Welcome back to a new season of... 5.5, a season where we're doing things a little bit differently. But before we get into that, I have all the awesome people that I always have with me. I'm joined by Amanda. Hi, it's Amanda. And by Tom. Hello. And also Beata. Hi. And my name is Martin Larsen, and this is... I would say this is not 5.5. Today it's 6.1. And what is this madness? What is this madness? It's fraud. That's what it is. It's fraud. It's like we were called 5.5 and now we're suddenly like, you know what? Let's not do 5.5 rated movies. I mean, you even said in the intro we watch 5.5 rated movies, but today we're not rated. It's just so confusing, Marty. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This this was all your fault. We're blaming it all on you. um, Because usually we have a guest (laughs) and we blame it on them. But I think, you know... We have to blame it on somebody. We're Marty all... did read the intro. Yeah, so it's Marty's fault, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. always. So, okay, good. As long as we got that sorted, one hundred. Anything else from here on, Marty's fault. Just as long as you know. Uh, I'll take it on on my cape, on my broad shoulders. <laughs> Whatever I can put it on, I'll I'll take it. Uh, so you'll take the whole city on your shoulders. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so. What is this all about? Why is it why is it not 5.5? Well, we decided to do this season as a a theme and the theme is blockbuster. It's blockbuster movies who for some reason didn't quite make make it, I guess. It, it's a little bit busted. So, let's get more action. It's time for the synopsis. This month on 5.5, we watched Mortal Engines, which is a 6.1. In a post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive, two people meet in London and try to stop a conspiracy. That is right. This month's movie is Mortal Engines from 2018, which is, as Amanda said, a 6.1. And this is like the perfect blockbuster movie because the trailer boasts that it's from the filmmakers of Lord of the Rings. It has Peter Jackson as a producer and writer on it, um, who, you know, who's, who made Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, quite, quite well known, successful movies. In Khan. That as well. More popular than Lord of the Rings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So this movie had a budget of $100 million, like small $100 million, you know, just just to pay out a few salaries here and there. But it only made $85 million. Like only $85 I thought you dropped in the million there. It's like, it only made $85. Like, (laughs) one family went to the cinema to see it. Bought like Mm -hmm. a popcorn. (laughs) The movie is also based on a, a, a book as well, book series as well. So, so I mean, one would think that there was a possibility for this movie to potentially, you know, be a big success. It has, you know, some some awesome na- names behind the scenes. It has a, a, a book, big book series behind it, but it didn't seem like it worked out. So, let's see what we thought about it. Let's jump into the one sentence review. Is the one sentence review? 
Apparently, what happened to Aragon happened to other movies too. Lord of the Wheels. Like a Ferrari powered by a hamster. England's up to its shit again. There we have it. I don't know how much was given away, what people thought, thinks, and feels about this movie. But before we get into that conversation, let's talk about the crew. It's time to meet the crew. Christian Rivers was the director of this movie, and he was actually also... He had some kind of thing to do with King Kong. I don't know what he did there. Next up, we have one of the main characters, uh, Hera Hilmar. Hilmar? Hilmar. Hera Hilmar, playing the role as Hesla Shore. Thanks. She is uh, probably known for Two Birds, Live in a Fistball, or An Ordinary Man. I've never heard of any of those movies. Same. (laughs) Not one. Then we have Robert Sheehan, who plays Tom Knotsworthy. You might know Robert from Misfits, The Umbrella Academy, and The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones, where he plays Simon. I didn't know he played Simon. I don't approve of that casting. That's the other Mortal film. So when I was actually doing the show notes for this episode, I titled it The Mortal Instruments. And I was like, no, no, the, the Mortal Instruments engines. So, so did you watch the right? Did you watch the right thing? I hope so. I really hope so. At this point, it's too late. We're just going to roll with it. Uh, yeah, we'll Let's find see if out. anybody notices. We'll find out, yeah. 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 I just knew him from Umbrella Academy, and Marty kept saying that, like, that was what he always referred to. Mm. Yeah, I was like, hey, is that the guy from Umbrella Academy? And it was, so, you know, I know my I know my actors. Apparently. Up next, we have Hugo Weaving, who plays Thaddeus Valentine, and you've probably never seen any of these films. Uh, the Lord of the Rings, V for Vendetta, and The Matrix, uh, you know, Agent Smith... Elrond, Lord of the Rings. Might have heard a lot. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know any of them. No. Never seen them. Didn't think so. Yeah. And then we have Jihei as Anna Fang, um, and we know her from Altered Carbon and Mars, I guess. Immortal Engines. Well, that's what it says here, but that's no surprise, right? But yeah, Altered Carbon. I'm, I'm wondering. I've seen that series and I love that series, but I can't really. She plays a torch one. singer, so by the sounds of it, not a very big role. Maybe not. <laughs> then we have Ronan Raftery, who's playing Bevy's part. You know, might know them from Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them, The Siege of Jadadville, or Moon Boy. And finally, we have Layla George, who plays Catherine Valentine. She's known for... Animal Kingdom, The Kid, and Mortal Engines. Not a lot to pick there from. There you go. So no. no. If, if, if you've seen Mortal Engines, then you might know her. You might. You, you just might. Mm-hmm. But not if you watch Mortal Instruments. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is correct, Top. That is correct. Anyway, let's jump into the movie, see what we thought about it. Uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it. What do we think about that, then? After what's known as the 60-minute war, the remains of humanity in Great Britain and mainland Europe formed mobile cities. Yes, huge cities on wheels and tracks. On the hunt for resources, the larger cities become predators, swallowing up smaller cities, which is how we get introduced to the city of London, as it captures a small Bavarian mining town. Among the people of this small town is one of our main characters, Hester Shaw. Arriving in the guts of London, she attempts to assassinate Thaddeus Valentine, some kind of high-ranking dude in London. 
Hester's attempt fails, so she flees, and Tom, our other main character, pursues her. She escapes, but tells Tom that Thad Thaddeus murdered her mother, which prompts Thaddeus to push Tom off of the city. And this how, is how our two main characters end up together on their adventure. What a great summary of how that film starts. You don't even need to watch it now. We don't need to watch the start of it. I think this was the most difficult summary I've ever had to write because this story has so many different aspects and like I haven't even introduced like half of the characters we just mentioned and like the second line of adventure that happens and like anything like that. I like how you say they arrive in the guts of London because they pretty much do. We're in the machine machinery of London, like they're you know <laughs> right in the 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 gears and cogwheels, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite literally. Um, I also just love how you know just the the the, the how uh, you know how how you summon up the, the movie and and tell it if you need to tell other people what it's about. It really sounds like it is a five point five, doesn't it? Kinda. I mean, I mean, it kind of sounds like it should be really. Cities <laughs> yeah. on wheels, exactly. going around eating other cities on wheels. I think the main thing that I relatively early on said in the movie was that. This whole setting sounds like a book, and that was before I had looked into the movie and that it was actually based on a book. And it's just, it was really clear for me that this was based on a book setting. That like the whole setting, this whole imagination of like cities on wheels that are like, you know, it's something that you don't really like go out and be like, oh, I want to make a movie that's of cities on wheels. Like the first thing you do is like write something about it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just felt like this kind of like fantastic. Kind of idea that you'd have for a book, and it's kind of a cool world, like something where I was like, "Oh yeah, I want to read this book now" because I really enjoyed this whole yeah, world yeah. idea so much. I thought you were gonna say like most uh, films that were, or sorry, most books that were turned into films. Like I wish they just made it a TV series instead of trying <laughs> yes. to edit it for two hours. We. We actually, we actually talked about that as well while we were watching it. That this would have been—I don't know if you guys have seen like uh, the dark, his dark materials, which is based on the book, and it's so, it's so good compared to to the movie that they made a few years ago because you actually get time to delve into the characters and things like that. And I would love to have seen this one as a, like just a ten-episode series or something like that to to be able to delve into some of the uh, you know sm- smaller characters that seems to have like a big impact. For instance. The resurrected. I would. L- I would love to know more about that too. For instance, yeah, agreed. Yeah, to- something that Tom was saying to me, or he said to me quite a few times as we were watching. He was like, "There's just no character development. How can they fall in love? There's just no character development. They don't even know each other." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like, yes. like maybe two or three very very light conversations that gave no real detail, and suddenly, halfway through the film. They're the, the undead monsters like reading the feelings of uh, Hester. It's like, oh, you love him, and it's like, how? Like, literally, how can they be in love? How the fuck are they in love? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it at all. Like, don't get me wrong. I totally agree with the whole the setup, the the setting for this film, even like the intro sequence of London consuming that small town was great, and even like the assassination attempt on uh, Thaddeus as well. That was great. Like, I feel like the movie starts really, really strong, really exciting. Mm-hmm. But after that, there's just, I don't know, the the connection between, is it Tom, the other guy, Tom and Hester? Mm. Like, she should be, like, super pissed at that guy. And she is for mm. about all of 10 seconds after they uh, end up, like, out, <laughs> thrown out of London and they're, like, on the, you know, the, the Badlands kind of thing. 
and like she should be super pissed she's like i've been like traveling from city to city for six months trying to get Thaddeus, and you spoiled my assassination attempt and then it's like yeah she's mad in for about 10 seconds and then it's like okay you know now it's all good and i'm giving mm-hmm. you my uh, inky which is a twinkie yeah um but yeah yeah just what just wasn't believable like their connection like they just didn't have that bond it was never really it it feels like they tried to put too much stuff in there uh, they, they wanted to, to cram as much stuff from the book into to the movie i feel like because if, if you just look at the storyline with the resurrected the undead guy for instance sure it, it if you took that out of the story it wouldn't it it you know it wouldn't change the story that we saw it wouldn't change anything uh so you could easily have taken that part out and focused on more on on, on other uh, you know story beats, like for instance the character development between our two main characters. Yeah, and I think that was mainly what I really didn't like about this movie was that there were so many great storylines and individual segments that could have just been their own stories. Like the undead, like you said, it was so interesting. They could have made a whole movie just about that whole thing of, you know, this undead dude raising up someone, um, which I, I guess I just spoiler you guys a little bit of like halfway through the movie, but you know, um, it's kind of weird that they have to explain so many different things to be able to put them into the movie that it kind of like is more of like oh yeah and this happens and so that's why that has to happen and like you know instead of actually developing one storyline properly um like we get introduced to the other side of the world so late in the movie and it would have been so great to explore that other side like so to explain to the listeners there's um an area in the world where they don't have these walking cities or driving cities. They actually have settled cities and we see a short sequence of that and it looks really beautiful and it's something where like I can just imagine how imagine how a book would describe it like um you know or like imagine how it would have been in Lord of the Rings, right? Like when you actually imagine these worlds that you like you get to the elves or you get to something else and you see them properly and you get to know the places a little bit and here it was like it felt like we were like you know, there for two seconds, and then it was already destroyed. So, there, there was something about that actually, with regards to like this huge wall that was blocking off these like settled houses. And I remember seeing like the kind of finale where you've got the the mobile city of London like in the distance approaching this huge wall. And I did get kind of Lord of the Rings like Helm's Deep feelings of that, mm. of seeing like this beast uh, emerging like in in the distance and I totally agree the the whole walled city aspect of the film was just like not touched on at all it's like why do we even care that this place is being attacked okay we see London rolling up and there's all these uh, you know corpses of machines that have obviously attempted to break down this wall but it's like why why are they trying to break down this wall like what's beyond that what is the reasoning for London to be uh, trying to do this and yeah, probably Amanda's gonna touch on it based on her one sentence review. But like, why are why is everyone fucking cheering when this is happening? You know, like what? Oh, like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> that, that's one thing that I, I commented on as well. I was like, so these are ordinary people who lives in in London. Why are they so happy about going to war? I I, I don't get that part unless there's a you know on on explained reason for it because you know I don't think most people would be cheering. 
and like at going to war. Who decided to go to a war and have hundreds of people just randomly in their street clothes standing on top of the city, being like, "Hey, yay, we're going to war! We're going to war!" But there's like a bunch of airplanes flying towards them, like shooting at them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah!" Like, what the heck? Like, is that really how? Like, I mean, they learned really quickly that that was a bad idea, but like. How do you lead a city into war, and your citizens are like not aware of it at all, and just standing there cheering? I had issues. This, I was like trying. I don't know. Tom was like, I think this movie triggered you a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I think kind of did because I was like, as soon as we saw this monstrous city like approaching the smaller city, and it had you know the the Union flag, I was like, uh huh, of course it's England. It's up to the city, and it was like literally the first thing I thought. And that just, I don't know, really, it just felt so xenophobic and like it was history repeating itself, um, which is England conquering the entire world for its own personal gain. And uh, the only people that seem to give a shit are black and brown people who are trying to, you know, make sure that England doesn't do that. And I was like, yep. So, really original concept. Like in terms of the mobile cities and everything, but it's like just the same old shit that's been happening for for centuries and centuries and centuries, and it really soured me to the whole thing. I was angry for most of the film. Actually, I was really angry. Well, was that because of the buffering we were suffering? We we, oh, we yeah, had some too. terrible internet issues where <laughs> this film actually took us over three hours to watch because of buffering. Uh, usually, like a two hour runtime, we we got to. Uh, We got we got to open our dialogue a little bit early during the film during buffering, uh, but you know, (laughs) Canadian internet uh, issues, which we won't go into. Could you take it as a commentary on it, though? Because that's how I took it um, as like a commentary that like these that British city is a predator city that like takes over all these other cities. Um, though, like you pointing out the casting is actually a good point because, like you said, it was all the brown people basically saving the day um, together with well the one British dude. But you know, um, that There's was kind of people that champion, you know, yeah, <laughs> that are on the the side of not racism and xenophobia and hatred. But I think that's a good point as well because, like, the only other predator city we saw was London. Like, it was supposed to be a world of like multiple cities on homes i think we only saw like one perspective of that as well like i feel like having some sort of maybe like flashback sequence of maybe other cities trying to break through this wall and why they maybe Mm. wanted to do that because you never ever feel like you've never written for london at all which you know that's fine like i'm not saying we should be but i feel like it was just evident from the start that what London was doing was a bag of shit and um, yeah kind of hits close to home with uh, everything did, did, did you guys see that USA saved the day? USA saved the day did they? No, oh the, no, uh, the yeah, Medusa, the, Medusa <laughs> saved the day well, the, um, the flash drive the, USA. the flash drive said USA on it yeah but when they but put it, it in Medusa, Medusa yeah, so actually Medusa saved the day and that's pretty cool because... well Medusa blew up shit and then stopped blowing up shit when she had the USA in her okay that's about about weird (laughs) one thing though is that I mean it did was very tongue in cheek about the 21st century though um and the 22nd 
century, I guess, maybe. I'm not really sure when the when that 60 minute war was, but it was very clear about them doing a lot of criticism about, you know, basically the ancient world, which is 21st century, bombing each other, um, having the screen age shown in the his, in the museum of like, they didn't even know if people could still read because they were all on screens and stuff. Um, and then stuff like the Twinkies that were in Twinkies, them eating them even though they're a thousand years old because they don't go bad and stuff like that. Um, mm. I think there was a lot of commentary on certain things. So that's why I also didn't take it as like, like that's why I took it as criticism that it was London taking over other smaller cities rather than the other way around. Um, like I think it was, well, but the, yeah. Um, the author is actually British, the original author. Um, yeah, I think so all I, this would be translated a lot better in the book, but I think that it missed a lot of marks being a film that didn't properly explore these issues. Like, if, if as in a book, I would say, you know, it's probably fantastic, even if it was extended into a series where it took the time to dive into a lot of the nuance of, like, what this is, like, the, what social commentary it is. But as a film, for me, it really just missed the mark on, you know, making it social commentary on this rather than just like being a movie with a whole bunch of assholes in it. Yeah, and there could have been a lot that could have been explored around the people that are in the belly of the city. Um, so we see one of the mechanics, for example, who's like a secondary main character of the story, um, you know, him talking about how he could, you know, get into prison about if he talks about certain things and him being really scared and, you know, the way he maybe lives his life down there and the same way that Tom, our main character, you know, like gets sent down there and the people living down there and the people that get captured what happens to their life because we just hear the announcements of like they have to leave all weapons and like they um will be given jobs and food and whatnot but like we don't really see what really happens to them because we see a whole city get swallowed up with their jobs with their livelihoods with everything that they have get swallowed up into another city um and like that could have been something that just felt like it could have been explored much deeper and why we said that it would be so interesting to make it as a series like with um, his dark materials because there we do see um for example the lives of the um poorer citizens and why they band together to go on their journey in, in his dark materials um so kind of like that origin story a lot more too um, of these individual people and where they come from and what happens to them and what impact it has. Well, I would have also liked to see more about like the city in the sky, like mm. suspended from balloons, because just like, you know, our city behind the wall, it was like, oh, it's there. It's beautiful. It looks like a really, really cool place. And oh, it's on fire and falling from the sky. Okay. Same with the prison as well. So the prison where they're holding like all these dangerous mm. individuals was like this almost like a spider that was like crawling through the sea and i was like oh that's so cool like the city in the sky that's like a really cool location this prison as well and you know you're there for about two minutes and then it's been blown up which i get i, I mean i didn't really get why it was blown up uh they were obviously you know trying to get the the undead guy out because he was he had a thing to to go after the, the main character which again was never really explained why that was in in depth it just felt a bit felt a bit loose and like marty says like if that whole thing wasn't in the film i don't think we would have lost that much i don't know but mm. obviously probably in the book i think that's a much bigger thing and they've just it feels like it's just been shoehorned in here mm -hmm. and it just it just feels a bit off 
<laughs> it's actually one of the main almost plot holes in the movie because we just see it get blown up and then a scene later he's already pursuing our main character like somewhere completely else in the world there's no time for that character to actually travel to where she is but we don't see it's like that Game time of Thrones of season 8 yeah, like <laughs> now we're over here now we're over there uh-oh. like we don't see her travel and like you can just imagine in a book there would be all this time of travel and like all these people like going from one place to another but in, in the movies it just happens within a scene and there's no time to actually properly set it up I think Tom said, said the, the magic sentence that a lot of it seems like it's shoehorned in, in this movie and I think it, it's most of all the small side stories Feel, feels like they're, they're shoehorned in because some of them don't really need to be there Others, other of them sort of do need to be there but it's not really explored enough for instance, everything that happens in in London with with uh, the the daughter and and the other the other guy, um, it's sort of there, but it's just you know when all the others travel up far far distance and do a lot of things and go back to London and they go from you know one area of London to another, so it's sort of like you know time wise it, it doesn't really <laughs> you know gather up. So so yeah, I I feel like those. I would have loved to seen seen this as, as a TV series. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, to be able to explore all the characters and, and all the small details would have been amazing. And I actually feel like I want to read the book. I feel like I, yeah, same. Like I, if it's done one thing, it's it's maybe be like I really want to read the book because I want to actually explore this world in more detail and actually explore it probably the way it's you know meant to be meant to be explored. Like you know everything that happens in a book and then it gets turned into a movie and just lose uh, a lot yeah. of the soul of, of what that actually is and yes. there is like a trilogy of kind of that timeline and then there's another trilogy set within that world which acts as like a prequel I think okay. it's set like maybe 600 years before uh, the, the where the film is set so okay. it, it could be something could be something to read and I know I'm definitely like yeah I actually love the setting of this film like I love the idea of this whole thing mm. I think it's great I think it's really original in some regards like I've ne- like you know that whole post-apocalyptic but it's set after kind of modern society has fallen again uh, I think you kind of do that in like the um, like Shannara Chronicles as well it's kind of set after that, I feel it's like a really interesting time period where it's like, oh, we've had all the technology advances and then we've ended up killing each other uh, because it got too advanced or, you know, we got too greedy and now we're, we're kind of back to the basics, but we've, we're, you know, still have parts of that technology lying about. And I think like it's such an interesting concept as well that I would definitely be up for, for exploring it a bit more. And, and on that point as well, Apparently, we will be getting Immortal Engines too, despite the fact oh. that this is a, a financial really? bomb. Yeah, because Wikipedia was saying there wouldn't be a second one, but I didn't look too far into it. Okay. So Wikipedia saying it, I might be wrong. That so I've read a few articles, and, and they might be outdated now. And obviously, with things happening in the world, maybe don't want to invest that much money on uh, Immortal Engines <laughs> too. But could it could happen? Could not? It might. I feel like go the way of the TV series and just. Mm. Pull it all back. As we said, do what they did with with, uh, his dark material. They did make a movie, The Golden Compass, which I don't think was a super success, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, But now they made the TV series instead. So I I could totally see in a world in a few years from now, we we could get this as a TV series potentially. Oh, absolutely. I feel like maybe these days to just like throw it out as a movie and see what the reception is. And like, okay, 
Because <laughs> I mean, they there was a film Snowpiercer. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It recently got like turned into a TV show as well. I mean, I feel like it happens all the time. And obviously, mm. as it's Mortal Instruments, you know, the other Mortal uh, is mm. uh, a TV show as well. Obviously, yeah. oh. still not quite as good. Apparently, I uh, couldn't couldn't get it right second time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like just everything when it comes to books these days, I feel like yeah. If you want just a pure action film without little story, like you're, you've got kind of the action there. But I feel like even at the end of this film, the action sequence was just weak. Like the the end of the film mm. just was real weak. It was like no, nah, you didn't even really get the fireworks or anything. It didn't feel like adrenaline rushing action. Mm. It was just kind of like yeah, just started to get going. Then it was like and it was done. And then it's like oh, that was yeah. that was a really dis- disappointing end uh, to yeah. what potentially should have been the magnificent ending to what was going on there i i think it's time for for last comments all the way around i have a quick question for everyone because you know the trailer said that you know it's the people behind lord of the rings and the hobbit and we, we know that peter jackson was involved did this for you also raise the bars a little bit for what you expected of this movie or, or, or did you not even look into that before? I didn't look into it. I didn't know that Peter Jackson was involved in it until I saw his name in the credits. And I was like, okay. oh. I, I remember seeing the, the trailer for this a, a few years back and being like, whoa, like I really wanted to go see it based on the trailer. That's usually a mm. bad sign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually had this downloaded to watch... Um, on my iPad on, on a flight over here to, to Canada for my essential travel over the holidays and I didn't actually get around to watching it and I was, I was really excited to watch it like oh, after watching the trailer like the, the bar was set pretty high um, but mm-hmm. obviously I knew it was not well received so obviously that has an impact as well but I think if I had been going directly into the cinema when this was released based on that trailer I would be hugely disappointed and um, obviously I've had time now to, to kind of sit on it a bit so it's not quite as devastating and you know I didn't have to go pay money for it uh, to, mm. to go into the cinema to watch it but yeah I think I think it, initially I would be like very disappointed I think it would have left a really sour taste like having something like coming from Peter Jackson uh, who you know like you say Lord of the Rings I even enjoyed The Hobbit which a lot of people don't like mm. uh, so you know I've, I've got lower expectations than many <laughs> i didn't actually have that crazy expectations just because like i knew it had failed at the box at the box office and i think the main thing is that i mean i don't think 850 million is too crazy crazy bad right the issue is just that they used like this movie was entirely special effects and like Wait, crazy well million. so like you made made 85 million million, didn't it yeah Yeah. so I'm not sure what's normal for a movie to make but it's just something that like to me it just seems like this was a really expensive movie to how it performed not the other way around well I mean it wasn't a great movie but like it also wasn't the worst movie out there that I've ever seen Um, but I really think it didn't do justice to what could have been done with the movie I, th- I think most blockbuster movies is roughly around $100 million these days uh, in costs. So, yeah. yeah. One thing it did get right, really hot actors, like really attractive people in this film. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always that. If you like to watch hot actors, maybe the this, is the, this is the thing to go to. Yeah. But the it, really hot ones we got to see for like 
three scenes. I know. All the pilots were awesome. Yeah. But like we got <laughs> so to, we got to see them like almost no time. So yeah. there's that. Okay. Anyway, I think uh that's it for this show. I think all, all our, our uh, uh, you know comments and opinions has now been exhausted. Uh, so let's get to the judgment and see what we think. It's time to meet your judgment. Stick, bump, or bust. So how does this work? Well, this work in this way. Sure, this is a six point one, another five point five. Is this a stick bump or bust as a 6.1? Stick being that, sure, it's a 6.1. That that's, that seems like a reasonable uh, rating for this movie. Bump. Uh, yeah, this this is, was a, actually a, a pretty good movie. 6.1 is just not enough. It, it should be at least 6.2. Bust, no, it's it, it it's not that good. It, it, it's not even... 6.1 is not, it's, it's not it. it it's, it's, it's worse. Um, so yeah, that is the rating system. So let's start. Who wants to start? Any volunteers of, of season one's uh, judgment? I can start. So the world, I would have totally given a bump. But the movie is a stick, for sure. It just isn't that great, but it also isn't a 5.5. Um, I think it's right where it belongs uh, at a 6.1. Um, it had a lot of potential, but it really wasn't a blockbuster. Uh, okay, so uh, a stick we ended on? Yes. 6.1 stick. How about you, Amanda? It's a bust for me. Um, didn't hit any of my marks at all. Not even the hotness factor could save it from, I don't know, it's about a four for me. Really didn't enjoy it, um, but I will read the book. So a stick and a bust. It can go anywhere by now. How do you feel, Tom, as the uh, English person who is, you know, taking over the world? Well, I totally uh, refuse to acknowledge that statement uh, that you've associated me with, Marty. But um, it's going to be, it, this is tough because I've been wavering between two, but I think I'm going to bust it. I don't think it, I, I think, and it's not bust by much. I feel like if we were talking about a 5.5 film right now, I'd have been sticking all over it. But I feel like, yeah, it's just missed the mark. Um from all the points we've said. The world, brilliant, but I mean, that's based on a book. The execution of it, it's just, it's a real letdown. It is a real letdown. I've, when the credits were rolling, I just felt pretty disappointed. I felt pretty sad that it ended the way it did. It just didn't, did not, did not hit the mark. I'm even slurring my words. That's how emotional <laughs> I'm getting right now. It's a bust. Another bust. One stick, two busts. So what do I think? Well, the thing is, I think that I already... I, I'm going to stick with what I thought about originally. And uh, it's... it's Yeah, it's a stick. Uh, I don't feel like it was the greatest movie I've ever watched. I feel like it, it left a lot of stuff that, you know, could have been more interesting to, 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 to watch a little bit about. But overall, I mean, it's a pretty movie. It looks kind of cool. It has a, an amazing world. So, yeah, for me, it's a stick. It, it can have the 6.1. It's not a great great rating anyway. So there we have it. I don't even know what this is. This is like an, an in-between uh, stick bust. It's a 5.5. It's a 5.5. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th This movie should be a 5.5. 
yeah, maybe that maybe that's the conclusion. This should be a five point five, so we can watch it again on our normal show. This is our Nothing. normal show, Marty. <laughs> there hasn't been much normal about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, that's our that's our show for this this, this uh, uh, at least this episode. Um, so in this season, we're doing a, a lot of things a little bit differently. Uh, first of all, this whole season is, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, blockbusted. Uh, so it's a movies that you know uh, potentially ha- that had the potential to be a, a great movie, but for some reason it got busted beforehand. Um, so. Another thing that's going to happen is that we are going to make some little bit of bonus content. Um, I'm not going to go super deep into what it is, but we will be releasing a, a few small behind-the-scenes clips uh, in, in, in the near future. So, uh, so yeah, if, if you want to, you know, hear more about that, you don't have to do anything else, but just stay subscribed to whatever uh, podcast catcher you're you're using and then you'll be hearing more about us so yeah i think that's it that's everything we had for you this um this month so what did you think about this movie do you have an opinion do you stick past the bomb bird uh tom is not somewhere where, where people can do that if they want to get in contact with us no you can find us over on our website 5.5.reviews or over on social media at 55 review and there we go i think that's the show Good. Bye. Bye. I like how you can hear through the microphone that everyone's waving. In a (laughs) post-apocalyptic... Did you just sneeze? No. (laughs) But I was like Charlene and then she's like not moving away to give me the sneeze. I'm not used to sharing the microphone. See, this is why usually I have a separate room. So I don't have any of this shit. (laughs) In a post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive, two people meet in London and try to just... (laughs) Uh, why did I do that? <laughs> I can probably try try from two people meet. God help the editor. Two people meet in London and try to stop a conspiracy. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at Dragon Powered Studio dot com